<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Thank you for turning to 10, your news leader. 10 News Conference with Gene Valicenti continues right now. Because I've served in the House now for almost a year. And let me tell you, the stakes are incredibly high. When Gabe joins us in Congress, he will be joining a Democratic caucus that is fighting for working people, fighting to lower drug costs, fighting to protect abortion rights, fighting to grow the economy and expand opportunity and invest in education. But unfortunately, the House right now is being run by a Republican caucus that is too extreme. That's Congressman Magazine. I read a recent event for Gabe. Obama, all the Democrats coalescing behind him. Congressman Magazine, who joins me in studio. Nice to have you in, Congressman Seth uh, Magaziner. Great to be back. You're Thank the you. senior man now compared yeah. to Gabe Amo, right? You're nine months in. Well, D Jack Reed's the leader of our delegation. Right. Well, that we Senate, know, but on but, the uh, House side. Yeah, no, I uh, listen, it's an honor to serve our state, to represent Rhode Island uh, yeah. in Congress. We're working hard at it. And, uh, Look forward to, to welcoming Gabe, who I'm confident will be our, our next uh, member of Congress from CD1. Well, the odds look pretty good. We'll see yeah. what the Republicans could do to try to match him. Uh, in the meantime, you know, Governor McKee, right after the election, the day after, said, oh, I think the voters got it right. Hmm. I think the voters got it right. And that kind of took the reporters uh, aback because they said, they mean they got it right in rejecting your hand-picked lieutenant governor? Your take on how this shaped up. You were well, following the uh, yeah. signature scandal and everything well, else. Well, listen, I, I stayed neutral in the race because I wanted to make sure that whoever emerges okay. would be somebody who I could work with from day one and who right. I would have a strong relationship with right away. So I, I didn't get involved uh, in the primary. Of course, now I'll support Gabe uh, wholeheartedly in the mm -hmm. general. I, look, I think there were several strong people running, uh, several people who would have made great members of Congress. Gabe is one of them. He's got the right background for it. Growing up in Pawtucket, son of immigrants, yeah. who went on to work in the White House for two different presidents, he'll he'll be ready from day one, and, and I'm excited to work with him. Just a little little footnote: what, what is? How do you gather signatures? And what was your take on how Sabina and what happened to her? It really yeah. took her out in the end. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I've worked with uh, the lieutenant governor for a number of years, um, both when she was lieutenant governor and then earlier in the Providence City Council. I, I think she's a good public servant. I think she's talented, yeah. and when she says that this. Uh, uh, improper collection of signatures was limited to one person who was working on her campaign. I, I believe her, and I haven't seen any evidence to the contrary. I don't see any evidence that it was a widespread yeah. thing within her yeah. campaign. It was one person who did something wrong. That person should pay the penalty, and uh, we move on. Well, this has got nothing to do with you, but you could see just the general cynicism of the voter, particularly yeah. now that the Board of Elections has opted not to take no further action. The Attorney General has his own separate investigation going on. But when we see names from cemeteries and things like that, it just yeah. leaves a sour taste and it plays into all the conspiracy theories. Yeah, no, there has to be accountability, no question. And so, you know, whether it was one person or more who knowingly forged signatures, that is illegal and there needs to be accountability for that. As I said before, I have not, as a member of the public, I don't know anything besides yeah. what's been in the media, but I have not seen any evidence that it was more widespread to other people in the, in the lieutenant governor's campaign. 
and I know her to be a good and honest person. Um, but whoever did anything wrong should be held accountable. And just to answer that quick question, how do you go about collecting your signatures? You've had no problems. Do you do it yourself? Yeah. Do you spend a couple of weekends? Do you hire people? Do you have family members? Yeah, what do so, you do? So, uh, you know, I've collected some myself. We also have volunteers in our campaign that help us out. Yeah. And, and we'll typically go online and, and validate each of them before we submit them to the Board of Elections. There's always people, when you go around with your okay. papers, there's always people who maybe you know, s sign the wrong address or, okay. or that sort of thing or think they live in your district but actually don't. And so there's always some percentage of them that, that aren't good signatures, but you know, we would typically double check them before we sent them in because we wanted to okay. make sure we had enough good signatures. Well, that's very interesting. Yeah. So, it, listen, a, a bad signature here or there, that's to be expected. Exactly. Because you're dealing yeah. with the public. Somebody may make an honest mistake. But you make sure that you vet them individually. Your staff goes gets, gets on the computer and does as best yeah. as we can while Google search phone books yeah. before well, you submit. Or, or the voter file itself, which is publicly yeah. available information. So um, that's, that's the way we've done it. I, again, what, what I would say is um, uh, I know the lieutenant governor to be a good person, an honest person. If there's evidence that more than one person on our campaign was involved yeah. in this, that's, that's another matter. Um, but whoever was, was involved should be uh, held accountable. Okay, let's go to holding yeah. people accountable. You're taping with me on a Friday morning mm -hmm. just yesterday. Uh, we learned that Hunter Biden will be indicted on three gun charges. This is serious yeah. business. He faces years in prison. It's also an indictment. And yeah. uh, it's not, certainly not a conviction, not even near a trial. Your take on that, holding well, people accountable. In our country, no one should be above the law, no matter who they are. Not Hunter Biden, not Donald Trump, mm -hmm. no one. No political figure should be above the law. And so I think that this was handled the right way. The Department of Justice appointed an independent prosecutor yeah. uh, who would be free of political interference. That prosecutor has now charged uh, Hunter Biden with, with three counts, and uh, he should be held to the same standard as everybody okay. else. All right, there is a little missing part to that story. That, that same prosecutor at first uh, was involved in a cozy plea deal with Hunter yeah. Biden that you know the federal judge in Delaware was very disappointed and, and found it in the fine print, absolving yeah. him of future crimes. It was a sweet deal to begin yeah. with. We've only got this indictment because the sweet deal fell apart. Well, so f we got to tell the full story. Yeah, to me, this is an example of the system working. And he is going to face consequences, as he should. Uh, and we have seen no evidence of the president, the mm -hmm. attorney general, or anyone else interfering in this matter. You know, and, and, that is, okay. and that is not for a lack of searching. As you know, mm -hmm. my Republican colleagues in Congress have spent the last nine months and millions of dollars looking under every rock they can find mm -hmm. uh, uh, to try to you know, tie this back to the president. They haven't been able to find anything. Right. Well, all right. Now, you've, just a couple of days ago, and you've repeated this, you, there's no evidence. There's no evidence of any wrongdoing on behalf of President Biden. Uh, your Republican right. counterparts, Scott Perry, Republican, he mm -hmm. was out in front of the steps just the other day saying there's plenty of evidence. So let's listen to that. Make sure the congressman can hear this, and then they will ask you to react to this, because there is another side of the story. Go ahead and play. He says there's plenty of evidence. This isn't about political revenge. We have the bank accounts. We can see, ma'am, you can see that the homes that the Bidens own can't be afforded on a, on a congressional or Senate salary. You also understand that it's not normal for family members to receive millions of dollars from overseas interests. Those things aren't normal. That's not normal to have 20 shell, shell country, companies. These things are not normal, and it alludes to not only just widespread corruption, but money laundering, if not influence peddling itself. Well, that's uh, Congressman Perry. I hope you could hear that, but you yeah. get the gist of it. He said there's plenty of potential evidence, uh, shell companies, bank accounts, yeah. money in grandchildren's accounts. And how do the Bidens live like DuPonts in Delaware? So, Want to take it? Yeah. So, so he's wrong, right? There is not a single shred of evidence 
that President Biden had anything to do with his son's business dealings. There is not a single shred of evidence that he ever benefited financially from any of his son's business mm -hmm. dealings, nor is there any evidence that any of President Biden or at the time Vice right. President Biden's official actions were influenced by his son's business dealings. Look, you know, no one is going to defend Hunter Biden in this. I mean, he clearly has some issues. He's done some things wrong. Uh, but as far as I can tell, uh, there is no link back to the president at all. And, and again, uh, the Republicans in Congress have spent nine months, yeah. millions of dollars, investigating every aspect of this, trying to find a shred of evidence. They haven't been able to. And this is not what people elected us to do. What people elected us to do is focus on lowering costs, protecting Social Security, protecting abortion rights, growing the economy, okay. not going on these partisan witch hunts Let me just, that uh, my Republican colleagues are so obsessed with. All evidence is potential evidence until the jury or a judge decides the evidence holds. Uh, so do you not see any potential evidence here? For example, Bob Belinsky, uh, Biden's business partner, years ago came out and said, it's the big guy, he gets 10%. Devin Archer, another business partner with uh, Hunter Biden, said the president calls in 20 times. Right. And the White House hasn't even pushed back. Do you believe when the president called into those business meetings, he was calling about the weather? Not a single person who the Republicans have been able to find have a direct account of President Biden ever discussing a business deal with Hunter Biden's associates. Not one. Now. You know, did Hunter Biden introduce his friends to the pre uh, vice president from time to time? Maybe, probably. But there's no evidence at all that the president was involved in any of those business deals. And, and again, I I'm not looking to defend Hunter Biden here. I think no. that we have proven beyond a reasonable doubt that Hunter Biden is not fit to be president. But he's not the president. Okay. Joe Biden is. And, and again, this is a, a partisan hyper-partisan investigation. Okay. That's a distraction from the things that people actually care about. I, I, people want us to focus on the issues that impact their daily lives, not what the president's son you know, may or may not have We're done. used to the criticism, of, oh, yeah. that's not new. So basically, that's what you're saying. But let me ask you this. Yeah. The White House hasn't pushed back yeah. on the notion that the president called into Hunter's gatherings 20 times, and they said he only called in about the weather. Do you believe that? I don't see any evidence that he was discussing business deals. And if, and if there is any evidence of this, then, then the Republicans better come out with it. Yeah. And by the way, it's not, don't take my word for it. Republican members of the House are also saying that there isn't evidence to impeach. Yeah. And so, you know, you showed uh, Scott Perry, who's one of the most extreme partisan members of the House of Representatives on the Republican side. There are other Republicans who have said, I don't think they have it. Like, I don't think that we have the evidence uh, and, because there isn't any. And do you believe the president, when he says more than once, I've never spoken to my son about his business dealings. I don't know. I want know. you to know my yeah. father talks to me yeah, all yeah. the time. I'm sure your father does talk to you yeah. about politics and your Again, business. No evidence that the president ever received any financial benefit, was ever directly involved in these business deals. And again, like, I'm not going to defend Hunter Biden. I don't think anybody is. But, um, uh, you know, but aside from he'll my, get his day in court. But no, my I question mean, is, do you believe it? Did you, yeah. Do you believe that he only called in about the weather? And do you believe that the president yeah. never spoke to his son about business? I believe, I'm asking you, Seth yeah, Magazine. I believe that after nine months of intense investigations, the Republicans in the House have not been able to find any evidence that the president was directly involved in his son's business deals. If they have it, they better come out with it. They haven't. All right, let's hold it there, because yeah. I know you want to talk about other things. And we're going to get to the Ukraine war and other issues of importance on your list. This is Congressman Seth Magazine, and nine months in with his report back from Washington. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Congressman Magazine is with us nine months in now. Uh, how's it going, by the way? Just are you enjoying it? Are you enjoying the, the flights back and forth? Yeah, well, and uh, yeah you know, I, I love representing Rhode Island. It's an honor to do it. And, you know, I'm rolling up my sleeves and doing the work. You yeah. know, I'm not the kind of person that you're going to see on cable news yelling and screaming every night. That's not my right. style. But what I've been doing is working closely with Senator Reid and Senator Whitehouse to bring federal resources back to Rhode Island. Yeah. Historically, Rhode Island has done well in that department, bringing federal money back mm -hmm. for infrastructure and parks and public safety, so I've been working on that. Yeah. Um, and I've already gotten a few pieces of legislation passed through the House on military issues and homeland security. So we've been productive. I think for a freshman yeah. member, uh, you know, we're doing pretty well. and. Uh, you know, I'm enjoying the work. Well, the Republican National Committee, I guess you caught their attention. Uh, they said, oh, you're against gasoline cars. <laughs> Seth Magaziner is voting yeah. to get rid of gasoline cars starting out, starting out in California. Yeah, they, Do you drive an electric car? I uh, just want to ask you that. I, I, my wife does, and I drive a gas-powered car. Okay, yeah. so I have, I, have a, I have an electric, and I have yeah. a hybrid, and I also have a gas-powered car. Yeah. All right, that's good. And you and Sheldon Whitehouse, I think, are the other members yeah. who have we, electric we, we cars. Have of, we have one of each, my wife and I. Yeah, um, you know, the Republican... Uh, campaign arm, no surprise, yes. uh, they, they are exaggerating. Uh, there was a bill yesterday uh, that would have overridden the ability of states to regulate emissions in vehicles. So currently, today, some states like California choose to have tougher standards for environmental impact for emissions in cars than the federal standard. Yeah. That's been the case for forever, for many years. And so, uh, you know, I find it ironic that, you know, my, my Republican colleagues are all about states' rights until yeah. the big oil companies call and, and say, oh, we don't like California doing this and having tougher standards, and now they don't care about states' rights so much anymore. So that's, that's what that was about. Well, you should be flattered, the freshmen, uh, you're getting their attention. Yeah. Uh, freshmen, you know, it takes a while to learn, to learn the ropes. To, uh, you, you, know, you start slow and you, yeah. you earn, you pay your dues, correct? Is that, yeah. is that still the case? Because some freshmen burst onto the scene yeah. like AOC and, and others. Yeah. You know them. Yeah, so I, I've been very lucky as a freshman um, to have some very good mentors. Jack Reed and Sheldon Whitehouse have been great partners. Yeah. I still talk with Jim Langevin and David Cicilline frequently, uh, even though they're not in the house anymore. Uh, we've, we've had a very strong delegation in Rhode Island historically, and so I, I benefit from being able to learn uh, with and, and work with them. You work with AOC. She's yeah. on one of your, did you say subcommittee or committee? On one of my committees, yeah. yeah. And the, what's your take? You know, I, I, we serve on the Natural Resources Committee together, yeah. which uh, deals with environmental issues, wildlife protection, energy like offshore wind. Right. And, um, you know, I, I've been impressed. I mean, my... my um, my thing is like, I will work with anybody. Okay. Like whether they're to the left of me or to the right of me, I will work with anybody if it's in the best interest of Rhode Island. And I found her to be a good partner so far, along with some of my Republican colleagues who may be to the right of me. Well, you mean you would work with Marjorie Taylor Greene and, and Lauren Boebert? Have you met both of them? And, and is it cordial, hello, have, I'm Seth? What is it? Um, 
if it was good for Rhode Island, I would work with anybody, yeah. first of all. Uh, yeah, I've met the, all, all of the names you just mentioned. Yeah. I serve on a committee with one of them or another. And, uh, you know, it's like anything else. Some, some people are friendlier than others, but I will work with anybody. Okay. All right. Let's talk about the war in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I pretty much think it's a proxy war with Russia. We're mm -hmm. loading the Ukrainians up with guns and ammunition and saying, go ahead and kill the Russians. How is that not a proxy war? Well, it's not just a war, it is an illegal invasion. Vladimir Putin invaded a peaceful democratic country mm -hmm. uh, without provocation, and the impacts have been terrible. 70,000 Ukrainians have been killed already, 13 million people have been forced out of their homes. Mm -hmm. And I take Vladimir Putin at his word, even though I think he is a unhinged dictator. Uh, he says that his goal is to destabilize NATO, and to restore the boundaries of the old Russian Empire, which, by the way, extend beyond mm -hmm. just Ukraine. So if he is allowed to succeed in this illegal invasion, he's not going to stop there. And that is bad not just for Ukrainians and Europeans, yeah. but for the United States and our national security as well. Just real quick, because it's important. Yeah, go ahead. The NATO alliance has kept our country safe for the last 70 years. He is trying to undermine it. We cannot let that happen. Right. Uh, Senator Chafee uh, a, a while ago said that we actually provoked uh, Vladimir Putin by enticing uh, Ukraine to come into NATO. Just hold that for a second. But uh, we know Putin wants to put the old Soviet Union back together. We know he'd like Ukraine yeah. back. But do you believe that he would be mad enough to go after Poland or any of the NATO border countries. Do you really think that well, that would possibly, happen? Well, because again, as you just said, he has talked about restoring the boundaries of the old Russian empire, which go beyond just Ukraine yeah. and include several NATO members. And I think there's something more fundamental here, and you see this in the psychology mm -hmm. of many dictators. He does not want his people to know that democracies can be strong. He does not want his people to know that countries with free elections and civil rights for their citizens mm -hmm. can be strong. And so a democracy anywhere is a threat to him. And that's the way he looks at the world. Yeah. And we have to take that seriously. We cannot make the mistakes that others have made in the past of appeasing dictators who are on the march. Other dictators around the world are watching what we do. We and, just, you know, and again, I, I know you know this already. Um, this is the Ukrainians' war to fight. Yes. We're not going to be committing U.S. troops. But if the Ukrainians need ammunition, if they need aid, if they need intelligence right. so that they can win this war, we should give it to them for well, as long as it takes. But my original question, isn't that by definition a, a proxy war? And by the way, it comes with other costs. Uh, North Korea cozying up to Putin, mm -hmm. the Chinese watching everything. Yeah. Uh, this could be the start of World War III with just about a minute left. Yeah. Go ahead. If he is allowed to succeed, then what's to stop China from thinking that they can take Taiwan? What's to stop uh, you know, dictators in the Middle East, in Africa, and elsewhere from thinking that they can invade their neighbors? The world has to know that the United States and our allies mm -hmm. stand with democracies, not with dictators. It is not just the right thing to do morally, but it is in our own national security interest. Congressman Seth Magaziner, thanks for coming in. Sounds like you're enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of travel involved. It's expensive to yeah. be a congressman, right? You yeah. got a household here, you got a household there. Wish you luck. Thanks for coming yeah. in. We'll Thank continue. You. We've got to talk about gas prices and inflation. We'll get to all that. But for now, thanks for coming all in. Right. Good to be back. Thank you. You too. Nice yeah. to see you.